Good afternoon, everyone. Chris Brayman here, your host of the Bringing Your Man and You Back in the Business Show. And today's topic is going to be about should we have excellent customer service inside our business and outside our business? So let's jump right into it. I just got the phone a couple hours ago with a great friend of mine, John, who's a great entrepreneur in his own right. Got a lot of great things going on with his business and everything like that. But he called me up today and he said, Chris, I got something I got to tell you. I was like, okay, John, tell me what you got. He's like, Chris, I hate to say this, but there's been a business I've been dealing with for a very long time. I thought they were a very credible and very value-driven company and everything. And I thought that everything that I was getting from them was really not only a benefit to me, but also probably a benefit to others. I was like, well, what's going on? He told me, he's like, Chris, I actually had to cut ties with the company. And I was really totally dissatisfied for what they were doing and providing for me. I was like, what was it? Was it the people that were actually doing the service for you? Was it their customer service? Was it their support? What what, what was it? He's like, Chris, it was their customer support service. I could not get a hold of them in a timely manner to get a hold of them. And since they're based in California, and of course we're here on the East Coast, there's of course there's going to be that number one time difference, time zone, and everything. Number two, they've actually actually put another office offshore in the Philippines to take these calls from their clients and everything like that. So then now they're outsourcing more jobs uh, for their business. And I was like, okay. I was like, so what was the really true big thing that probably was, I want don't want to like to use this term, but I think it's the best analogy uh, practical for it. What was the straw that broke the camel's back for you with this company? What was that one? He said, Chris, it's when I was on hold for many, many times when I've called to this company and even when I leave a voicemail, they never call me back in a timely ma manner. And to me, a timely manner will be, let's say, an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending. And if and if they can't even do that, at least send me like a little text message or an email and say that we're currently busy. We'd like to address your situation in a, t in a, in a timely manner. Of course, with due diligence in place and everything's done on a first-come, first-served basis... And, and and he's like, I, I just could not keep going the way I was doing. And then my next question to John was, I was like, John, how was what was the longest time that you actually had to wait for support to get back a hold of you? He's like... There's been some times in the past it has been hours, if not super long hours. And he's like, he gave me this case point. I, there was one time, Chris, I called at like 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which would be, of course, 6 o'clock specific Standard Time. 
I'd leave a voicemail with them. And I would not hear from them until almost 6 or 7 Eastern Standard Time that day. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, there's been many times that that's happened. And, and I asked him, I was like, well, has there been any incidents recently that you have knowledge of, of the people that work for the company that had issues? He's like, yeah, there has been actually. The application that I use, that also the, the, the people that work for the company with them, even though they don't work directly for the company, but they're basically an independent contractor. There's been too many issues with the application working correctly. I was like, well, what's been going on? Well, I can't get jobs flipped over from, let's say, I want to have a job done only in 30 minutes, but I want to turn it to an hour. They take, they've taken that functionality away from me. I was like, okay. I was like, well, what else have they done? Well, it goes back to it again, too, as well. The people that provide this good and service for me, they themselves can't get a hold of the company in a timely manner either. It's like what happened to me on uh, uh, Thursday of last week that I had an instance where the good and service was being provided to me, and it was done, and where the, the person actually that was providing it for me, they're supposed to, on their end, finish the job on, on their application, uh, because they used an app that's from their either Google uh, Play Store or Apple uh, Store, and they, they say, I, I'm finished job, and they have to do like a, what's called a, a client report card, and all that kind of stuff, and then they have to send it off to corporate so they'll see. He, he couldn't do that. There was, uh, there was some technical difficulty. I was like, okay, has this happened to you before? Yeah. He's like, he, 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 he has, but in, there's been sometimes they've been really uh, proactive on it, and then sometimes they haven't been. I was like, okay, so there's been customer service issues, number one, John. Number two, there's been technical issues that's beyond your control that you've had on but have they really addressed your concerns on the technical issues? No, not really. I was like, okay. So not only we do we have, John, now, like I said, a customer service issue, uh, a uh, application issue, but the technical issues behind into that are not addressed in a timely manner. And he's like, that's basically it. That's all three of them together. And... I just could not sit back and have this done anymore. So what I did is I told them I'm going to cut all ties with them and I only would do everything on an on-demand basis. So now that means every person that has done work for him is now going to be affected by this. Even through no fault of their own, I don't want to say they were going to get punished, but what's going to happen is they are going to lose that money. They, they would have gotten paid from John through that service that he used, and now they're not going to be able to make their own livelihood. 
And he said to me, Chris, it just it, it just tears me up inside that I can't deal with them directly. Like you, I truly should because I truly had that true connection with them because they come provide a service for me. They will bring up any and all uh, issues with them about either the app or what happened with uh, something outside of their 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 day-to-day function that they did for me. If they saw something that was not right, they let me know, all that kind of stuff. And I feel really, feel really bad for these people because since they don't work directly for the company, they're basically an independent contractor, they're being left out in the cold. I was like... Yeah, that does that doesn't sound good. That really is not the way to conduct business, even from a contractor standpoint. And and, and I and I told him I was like, for what it sounds to me, what really needs to be done is, and I kind of backtracked with him when I was talking to him. I was like, oh, let me let me think that let me think this through a little bit, John. So let's say, John, another client booked all these jobs under the, the company's service and everything like that, and they had it booked up through the rest of the year. What happens then for those people that that service that would have been provided for them, what happens with them since they had that that service canceled. He's like, there's nothing that they can do. They're left basically out in the cold with that revenue gone. It's not potential money. It is factual money. Because it was booked. It, it, and he even said, this the, the way that, we, that they do these things on a reoccurring basis, you have it done like anywhere from three months on the way to set up the, these reoccurring jobs uh, through this uh, company. And when I did it, once I met that standard and threshold, I met past that threshold of, let's say it was past the three months and I kept on using the service, I'm basically, in essence, re-upping that service every single time that I have a booking done. I was like, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. So, ladies and gentlemen, this gets to my point. Should customer service be valued such in high esteem, not only inside the business, but outside the business? Even when it comes to a independent contractor status. And if you ask me, I think we need to not so much get away from that, but we need to get more inclusion with people who do that kind of model, like an Uber or a Lyft, that where they don't even physically own anything, but you're they're making millions upon millions of dollars, but the, their employees are technically not working, working directly for Uber or for Lyft. I think they that the, there needs to be more of an engaging partnership with that. So, I think 
there should be a way that we can add that direct connection correlation between, let's say, an Uber or a Lyft uh, that they are truly working for that company in one way, shape, or form. Because they don't take no taxes out on you. Uh, they don't give you no benefits. Anything like that. It's like you're work, truly working for yourself, but you're basically by yourself. Because if you're truly not working by yourself, not only will the company will support you, number one, but you will have the support also of that very same support that they're giving out to their clients and everything. And it should be like what the mission station uh, the mission statement is not only of my and Jezreel's company, but of this podcast, that it is based on about if I help you, you help me, then we help we. And that you can still have your own company but not work by yourself anymore. I think we need to get to that point in time, and, and especially in this 21st century age, that we need to really truly work together. That, let's say, you can still work for an Uber, and if you don't want to give out benefits, so be it. That's, that's based on your business model. That's great. Not a problem. I have no problem with that. But what I would like to see is if you truly are working with Uber... You should have a say in what you do with Uber. And the way I look at it is, if you work for Uber, not only should you have your taxes taken out, but there should be some more better incentive that not only are you the face of Uber already, but you really have more skin in the game of being working for Uber or Lyft or whatever other independent contract comes up because the more than that only are they going to be willing to trust you as that independent business owner number one but number two they know that you're not only working for yourself and for your own business to a certain extent but you're in in partnership so much so that they see the value that what uber and lyft and people of that scale are doing that really are wanting, wanting to take care of their employees. However far be it that they're not ch technically truly tied into the Uber or Lyft company. And I think we need to change that dynamic around it where they are truly invested in all these people who do these great valuable goods and services things that really, truly, fundamentally brings back to the fundamentals that you're not in business by yourself, uh, but you can do it f for yourself, but you have still yet a, a team of people that are surrounding you and helping you. And I think that's very critical, ladies and gentlemen. This is like in the Outback model of way of doing things, uh, because Outback... It's owned by Blooming Brands, and they own uh, Outback Steakhouse, uh, Carabas, Bonefish Grills, uh, Fleming's, Roy's Steak uh, Steakhouse, and 
all those concepts are under the concept of what's called a proprietorship. A proprietorship basically in that model is to where you basically are making money on a two-tiered system. Not only will you still get a corporate check from Bloomin' Brands, or let's say if it was Outback or Carabas or Bonefish, you will still get that corporate check, but also you're investing inside the business because not only will you put up upfront money, upfront stock, and all that kind of stuff to put your name on that door, and where that, that's, that restaurant is your restaurant. I love that idea. I truly do. I think more businesses need to go to that kind of model and mindset. But we shouldn't have to probably put to the point on some businesses have to wor worry about having, let's say, the upfront money and stock and all that kind of stuff. Because basically, to a certain extent, it's almost like franchising, but it's not. Because franchising is also well and good too. It's based on a free market system that you can basically duplicate and expand more revenue because not only you generate more revenue from your corporate stores, but you're generating revenue also from your franchise stores because they're only not only paying for naming rights to put their uh, that name on that uh, store. So if it's like a McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or a Boston Market or whatever, that money's still flowing back into those companies like, like I said, McDonald's, Boston Market, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, wherever. They, because they're, it's, they're still their own business, but they still have to work under a corporate frameworks as well. But they're not getting a, a corporate check, though. That's the only difference between a franchisee and a proprietorship. But I, I truly believe in this model. I truly believe that if we get this model really multifaceted in many different ways for many different companies, it's going to be really proactive and conducive to their own company needs and paradigms and skill sets and services and everything like that. I think there will be a better foothold for better competition and people who are not only are working in those companies or for those companies or in partnerships with those companies will not only create better revenues for themselves, but they create a better engagement factor for those companies on those companies' behalf so much even at the local level, I mean super local level like an area code type of thing to where if something goes wrong and you don't want to be put on hold in California or in the Philippines forever and on end for hours on end or whatever and you don't know when you're going to get a call back then they really should look at the great review ratings of those people if they have great five-star reviews and everything like that, then they need to become a, 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 a team leader or community leader, uh, community liaison or whatever the case may be. So that gives them more incentive to not only work for the company, 
but hopefully the company will see the value into that, that they not only can create their own income for what they're doing with them now on an independent owner's status, but they can still maybe even pick up a corporate check. Because if we give people the opportunity to really grow, not only on the financial side of things, but also on the corporate side of things, that where it's like the, the best match made in heaven kind of thing. That you get the best people for the best companies, put them together, bang, bang, boom, everybody wins. Because if management wins, that's a good thing. And if management employees wins, that's a great thing. But if management employees and clients and owners and customers and everything, all that together, rolled up in one, and they all win, that is the best way forward. That is the ultimate win-win-win scenario. So I truly believe that's what we really need to attain to. And really maybe have that that paradigm shift towards that. And not every company is going to do it. And I understand that. I do. Everyone has to operate on their own and that kind of thing. That's what's so great about the free market system. That government's not telling you how to run your business. But I'm thinking this is going to be a very proactive and more engaging way if we wish to do these kind of things. Especially when it comes to the customer service aspect, ladies and gentlemen. To me, it's paramount. Number one paramount, by, by no stretch of the imagination, should we never do what happened to John. We should never not answer that phone call or never answer that email. And I told John, I was like, hey, I feel really bad for these people. These people are looking to these companies for a great paycheck because they really feel like that's their passion and now their passion is now ripped right from under them because you didn't do your due diligence and reach out to a, a client or a customer base because you're either A, too busy, B, you're in another state in a different time zone, and then also you're actually offshoring everything to another office in the Philippines or something like that. And with all those factors intact, that is just, like I said, so, 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 to me, problematic at best. Because if we want America to be great, and be greater than what we were yesterday, not only from a business standpoint, corporate standpoint, but us as entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders and pillars of our community, we need to have that better engagement with our clients and customers and uh, vendors and partners and everyone inside and outside the business. We gotta have the universal way of conducting business. Because every customer to, to me 
I look at it this way. That is me. That customer is me because you know why? Ladies and gentlemen, it goes right back to the fundamental of the golden rule. Have everything done unto you as you would have done, done unto, unto yourself. And go by the golden rule. Because like in, even in John C. Maxwell book that I just finished listening to, even the, the CEO of Sonovas Financial even said, we go by the golden rule. And we need to pr really truly bring that to the forefront, ladies and gentlemen, of what... Not the, only the way business needs to be conducted on a corporate America standard, but a human standard. Mom and pop organizations, medium to size to, to, to maybe large, and then the, the super, super big corporations that sometimes are worldwide. It should be so universally apparent this is the way we need to go. Because the more that we handle everybody as individuals, as one person every time, the better that we can have a, not only a foothold in retention and growth and survivability and promoting our business is the best business to do and conduct business and also work in that very same business. Because you are not only projecting the good and services that you're doing, but you're projecting uh, the whole culture of who you are in that business. So in, 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 a, in, a, in the very same context, you also, you're the very recruiter of that business. Everything's interconnected. So I truly think, ladies and gentlemen, we need to really get back to that. Why cannot more businesses just think the way I would think from my customer standpoint. How would you treat me if you were me? How would you call me the way that I would call you? It's just, I mean, like I said in another podcast uh, episodes ago, it is maddening to see the way that the way we treat ourselves is sometimes, in fact, the way we don't actually treat other people. The way that we want to have things done to us, we totally do, sometimes in some instances doing totally the opposite of we want to have done to us. I wouldn't want that for any company that I would work for. Or work in partnership with, or have a some kind of vendorship with, or whatever the case may be. Because see, if you're willing to do the very same things to your own cu uh, customers and clients that you would do, let's say, to your vendors or your partnerships that you have, advertisers, whatever. If you're willing to do the, the very same things to them too, as well, or the possibility of, or even projecting that. That's not going to be good for any business. You have to be universal in the what you do through every aspect of not only of your business day to day, but for who you are. 
And I think that is so critical. It truly is so critical. So how do we get there? How do we get that mindset back to where it needs to be? I think it comes down to the fundamental practices, like I said yet again, just going by the golden rule. Just going about the way you want to have business done to you. Because we're all consumers. We are so, I think we have the capability and we should have the willingness, to be honest with you, to really put ourselves in those clients and customer shoes and guests in our restaurants or wherever our businesses are doing, put ourselves in their shoes every single day in every way, every time. Because it goes back to what I also said on a few podcasts ago. This is like I brought up an example when it comes to the cell phone industry. Just look at the cell phone industry. You have manufacturers. You have developers. You have the providers of the OS platform. And of course you have, like I said... All those other people that come in inside the business, the salespeople, the uh, PR people, and all that kind of stuff. So it comes down basically it comes to carriers, developers, OS providers, and the support. But that support comes through all those other people as well. So the support system is basically branched out into many tiers. You have one support for your carriers. You have one support for your developers. You have one support for the um, OS. And, of course, the manufacturer. I would like it see it to be streamlined to where it should be to a point, let's say, a carrier and a manufacturer decide let's do this let's make our thing so streamlined that it's going to be so good what we'll do is if it was t-mobile at&t sprint uh cricket wireless whoever it is let's take the customers from the manufacturer side whether it be samsung htc lg whoever and what we'll do is we have our customer base on the carrier side, then you have your client and customer base on your manufacturer side. Let's put them together. And this is how it's going to work. We'll still keep it yet separate from one another, but what we'll do is we'll create a unification database system to where if there is issues that are so interconnected and related because of the phone itself, whether it be on a technical standpoint, uh, hardware, software, and that kind of thing, we can create that database together to where if it's that so interconnected that it's going to affect both companies, we need to streamline it. 
And that should go without saying. We should streamline the process to its very foundation. But if it gets to a point that it's more of the customer service issue from the, let's say, the carrier standpoint, like from a T-Mobile, AT&T, that kind of thing, then that needs to stay in the realm of T-Mobile and AT&T and all those carriers. But if it gets to a point it needs to be streamlined for the customer service point of it, from the manufacturer, it needs to stay to the manufacturer. But wherever that tie-in comes into play, we definitely need to have that database set up to where AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, Sprint can have access to that database and say, oh, I see where you talk to them about your warranty issue. I see where you talk to them about this support ticket, about the functionality of the phone that's not working technically right and everything like that. And show everything on a general view of things, not down deep in depth and that kind of thing to where you don't see who you talk to and, and that kind of thing. It picks up proprietary things, which I get all that, but I still say there should be some kind of general way of them coordinating with one another to where no privacy thing will be infringed on, not only from the corporate standpoint, but also from a, from a customer standpoint that no private information will be given out to any, in any such which way, shape, or form. I think that's the, truly the way to go as long as it doesn't get corrupted or misused. I think that will be so phenomenally great that it will really truly be the way we need to move forward. And I've suggested that to many companies in the past, that we really need to have a central database that we move forward to where we come together as one, not separate companies, but as one support system. And I think that's the best way to go. But, in the same context, there won't be no reason to go through what John has gone through. When we do not follow up in a timely manner, I think we need to start that clock, so to speak. So let's say they leave a voicemail, let's say, at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's when the clock gets started. If we don't set the standard that we reply to a customer and client's need, or even an independent business owner who works, who works in concert with us, like with an Uber or a Lyft or whatever, if we don't answer their need in a timely manner, then we need to be holding ourselves accountable for that and, and explain to, to those people why we did what we did. And if that means we, like I said, get back to what I suggested before, creating team leaders inside the local communities, which they, which they serve, whether it be for an Uber, Lyft, uh, WAG, Rover, whoever it is. At least with them, they can have the direct connectivity and direct connectness to those uh, customers and, uh, and clients of those particular companies and say, hey, I'm here for you. What is wrong with your issue today? And I think when we create that openness to where, let's say if, if it was a Lyft or, 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 or uh, Uber or anything like that, what they can do is they can go through the website or on their app, and what they'll do is see 
a support uh, column or button or whatever, they will have the option to either, of course, go to the corporate and have to go through the long wait and all, all that kind of thing. Either they can leave a text chat room message or uh, do a video chat with somebody or whatever. And they can go that route. Or they can probably even go through the faster route, like I proposed in many instances, is they can go through that app or on their website, say, our local team leader is Chris Berryman, and here's his information. Reach out to him directly, either by telephone, email, and everything. Then us as team leaders, let's say of Uber, WAG, uh, Lyft, whoever, then we have access to this same very database that those companies have, and we can start start uh, the process of trouble ticketing, ex- explaining any and all issues with with uh, either the applications or support service or whatever the case may be, and then we can start that process. So they don't have to worry about sitting on hold, calling from the East Coast, calling to the West Coast, and being put on hold forever in a day. At least we'll get that started. And and everything, to, to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I think everything needs to be done so to a local level. Because some instances, some cities are so big, they have communities inside those those very same cities. So that means that we have to get to... Let's say, map it out to so many zip codes that someone could be overseeing a particular area. And then you go to a few other different zip codes and you say, team leader would be for this particular thing. And then the more that you grow and grow, you can grow those those team leaders uh, better. And see, even inside the app or website, you can even see who is your local team leader in comparison to where you physically are. And then you can reach out direct to, directly to them. I think that would be the really the best way to go. And for companies who actually have that availability that everything's done on a time zone status, uh, that where they have their call centers, East Coast, Central, Mountain, Pacific, and on, so on and so forth, then maybe even those corporate-driven companies may want to end up still, if they have to, if they're growing so good and so so well, maybe you may have to end up opening a few more call centers or support centers and and put it and and really truly put them in those particular locations that they they should be so. If you need to put more on the East Coast, then great. If you need to put more on the West Coast, great. Whatever that's going to really, truly help you. But I'm all about the, the local connectiveness on that true human level that we would truly need to have. Even from a corporate standpoint, we need to make people feel like they're right across from us at a table and we're talking to them. We we really need to have that true dialogue between one another. So I think that's just one of many first steps that we need to take. And I truly believe in that. 
But I think that the next step is we really need to acknowledge the faults that we do have in our businesses and to say we need to do better. We just can't say, oh, we're growing so fast and so big that we, 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 we can't, we get to a point that it's almost like they're, almost, they're pulling their hair out because what they think might be deemed the right thing to do in reality is basically counteracting and contradicting to the very thing that they want to achieve. So it's just like if someone puts out, uh, not puts out, but actually pulls, let's say, a functionality of, let's say, an extension of the job and, and, and that you are available to extend this job from, from being a 30-minute job quote to a hour-long quote, then not only should the people providing that service have the availability to do that, and have not only the digital trail to show it, but the customer and client will see it too as well, and they can be able to, of course, like anything else, accept it, uh, decline it, or put themselves in standby, and that goes right back to the also the people who are providing that same thing. So if, let's say, a client is asking for a particular job to be done in their particular area, and they want it to have done within a certain amount of time, and it goes out and someone wants to do it, they should have the same availability. They can click to accept it, they can decline it, or they can say, hey, I'm on standby. But let's say if someone's on the road and they can't accept it because they can't be texting and driving or whatever, bing, bang, boom, how do I accept this? Well, I think the next logical step would be either the company from their call center standpoint would call them and say, hey, we have a job for you available on this particular place in, uh, in town, and we would like for you to be able to do it. Well, are you up to do that? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm up for it. Right now, I'm, I'm currently driving. So the next thing that the, the, the call center representative would ask is, are you giving us verbal consent and affirmation and confirmation that you're willing to do that job? Yes, I am. Okay. Can you send me out? the details of it and then I can f when I'm available to do that I can physically click the confirm button onto that but I'm giving you my verbal command over the phone that I'm accepting the job and its parameters great we'll do that when we'll take this uh, as a yes but for us to have record of it we're definitely going to send you the confirmation of this and all we ask of you is to hit and confirm yes and not only will we show you the timestamp of you verbally giving us permission to do so, but also it will show another timestamp of when you physically actually did the, the actual acceptance via the app or website. And I think that will be very, very helpful because when the clients and, and owners of, of businesses that are using those kind of services, because owners have to use some other client uh, base service as well because they have to do things uh, that they want either their dog walked or their their kid picked up or whatever the case may be whatever service is providing that then they should be able to say hey uh, okay I see that Chris has accepted this extension onto this uh, I accept this that and the other and then that creates that more direct cor correlation between the company the client 
and the provider who is going to end up doing that good and services, everyone's in sync with one another. And I think that is the really critical thing to do. So, what is your thoughts on a more driven success for a customer standpoint? What are the things that you would like to see brought to the table from not only a corporate standpoint, but from a client standpoint? What are the things that are so universal between the two that's really going to be pro uh, productive, proactive, very intuitive, and very technologically savvy that what other companies are not even yet thinking of and doing that really is going to be that better way forward? What kind more of engaging conversation should we have with not only the businesses, but the uh, customers and clients that they serve? And plus, yet again, going back to the independent contractor thing, I truly think that we need to change that dynamic around that we need to recognize them not as entrepreneurs as who they truly are but they need to have more skin in the game and more say-so for the companies that they're providing that good and service for, like like I said, i.e. Lyft or Uber. And I think if we can really get them to a point and say, hey, we probably may need to add value more to these people who are providing this great service for, maybe we need to start offering a direct correlation to our business. That means we will take uh, taxes out on them. They will get maybe in time, maybe even benefits. And maybe it gets to a point, ladies and gentlemen, that there could be a two-way thing of doing it. That Actually, three-way of doing things. I'll put it like this. One, you can become what they're doing now from a Uber and Lyft standpoint that you're your own business to a certain degree. And you're not going to get no taxes taken out. Uh, it's your own money and everything like that. And you can make your own hours do whatever you want. That's great. But I think we'll come to step number two. I think we should still end up having that same thing. That you can still have your same hours. Make your own schedule and do everything. But what I like to see happen is that we have a direct co- a correlation and direct connection to the company of, let's say, Uber, Lyft, Rover, whoever it is. And then we can have that direct connection that we are truly have skin in the game working for those companies. And then we not only we can create that, that money for them, we can actually reap the benefits for what they are doing. Not only through the support factor, but also through other ways too as well. And then the third way is I like to see people get to that true connection that where they are truly going to get that benefit of working for an Uber or Lyft and they will have not only their taxes taken out but they can get to that benefit standpoint. So I think there should be three ways that we can actually to in essence conduct business on these new ways of where business is not necessarily owning a single thing. That's why Airbnb and, 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 and things of that nature where they don't own a single thing, but look how much millions upon millions of dollars that they're making. 
I'm the kind of person of a standpoint that if you get to your point when it comes to a revenue status, if like every year without fail you're meeting, let's say, $3 million a year in revenue, hypothetically, this is, I'm just using this as an example. If you can meet the $3 million threshold every single year without fail, and you can have the, 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 the P&L to prove it and everything, then wouldn't it be better to, once you meet that mass amount of money, that you can say, hey, maybe we're to a point now we're so solvent, we can start doing things on these kind of systems that we're, we can have people who are just direct independent business owners who don't want no taxes taken out. They just want to make some side hustle money. They're totally, truly independent of themselves and everything. They can go that route like we initially intended to be in with, and that's great and good. But then we can still offer them that they can have still the independent business side of things but then they will have some more skin in the game that they will get not only their taxes taken out, but hopefully there might be even maybe limited benefits maybe in scope and scale or maybe you know benefits all, but it all depends on the business. And they can still go that route. They can still, yeah, still hold their independent status and they can do whatever they want onto that. And then there'll be that third one. They were there directly tied into the Uber and Lyfts and Airbnbs of the world. And they work directly with them. And then that's when they can say, hey, I'm exclusively working for Airbnb or Uber or Lyft. And that's when they become that true employee. And then that's when they can be able to say, hey, you're going to be working for, for us exclusively. But you can still make your own hours, make your own way, way of doing things. And you still have that. But still, you will have everything of benefit of what the people would have at our corporate office. The benefits, the uh, 401k, all that kind of stuff. I think if we was to get to that point in our free market system with these kind of companies, I think it's going to be a great opportunity. So I want to hear your thoughts. Please comment. Leave me a message on my LinkedIn page. I would love to hear from you. Let's see what we can do. I want this to move the customer service aspect even bigger and better than what it was yesterday. Thank you for listening. I greatly support your your uh, listenership. I'm humbled by it, and I'm very appreciative of it. Thank you for your time, and you have a wonderful Wednesday today. And make it a, a day, and I challenge you today to try to help one person today and every day going forward, help one person because if I help you, you help me, then we help we. Thank you for your time, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day. Bye-bye.